0: Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Gioruso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? Today, we have a podcast episode with a very special guest, Alyssa Williams from Styled by E. She is amazing, this bright bubbly just ball of energy, vibrancy, and just badassery. And I'm so excited to bring this guest to you. We talk about so many fun things in this episode. We talk about the behind the scenes of when your life crumbles and you build yourself back up and the evolution of kind of shifting tracks and really embracing who you are through every single moment of those downs and every single moment of those ups. We also talk about one of my favorite things that has ever flown out of her mouth that I heard, which is she fucking did it, which you guys can hear it in the episode, but I want you to just like say to yourself in the car, like, and I fucking did it. She fucking did it. He fucking did it. Whatever you identify as whatever your pronouns pronouns are you fucking did it. You fucking did it. I don't care what that means for you right now. I don't care what that looks like for you, but you fucking did it. So without further ado, here is my podcast episode with Alyssa. I want you to just focus on you're fucking doing it. You're fucking doing it. Okay. I hope this blows your mind. Go follow her. All the information is going to be in the show notes and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. follow you already or isn't like obsessed with your content already yet, yet. Um, Who are you? What got you into the work that you do now? And then you can talk a little bit about your evolution if you want to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Aly- Alyssa, I'm Alyssa Williams, and what I do is I do transformation through personal style. I'm obsessed with it. I really, the thing that I love the most is actually seeing women really, really kind of fully who they are. You know, that's a really powerful thing to do and a powerful uh, thing to claim. You know, just your radical authenticity. Um, people are magnetized it, magnetized to it, but it's definitely like I would say it's kind of countercultural to like be to. Be a stand for absolutely 100% who you are. So that's what I do. That's who I am. I also do um, as a result of kind of the success in my business. And because um, I have, you know, I have a couple of different businesses. I have a styling business, obviously, which I just told you about. Um, I also have a real estate business, um, real estate investing business that's done really well. And then now I've actually moved into kind of, yeah, yeah, a lot more coaching, um, and business coaching. So as a result, people just kind of kept asking, wait, how have you done this? I'm like, I can help you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's me. And I live in Santa Barbara, California. Love it. And, um, yeah,
0: that's kind of a little bit about me. That's so cool. How did you get into everything? Like, did you come out of the womb and you're like, this is what I'm destined to do. Or was it a little bit of a journey for you? Oh my gosh. I think it's such a journey. You know, like I, Um, I did a very, very
1: normal kind of, um, went to college, went to school, um, studied international studies and political science. Um, like very, everybody went into public policy. I was like very, and then went into a marketing job, went into straight into like digital marketing. Um, and, and I kind of like, was, I remember being at this one job and, looking at the CMO and being, I don't want her job. Um and actually everybody around me doesn't really seem that happy to me. And um and and I feel like my I'm not using my skill set to the best of my ability. You know, like I'm just kind of showing up for this job, but this is not really my purpose. This is not really who I am. And that really like I think I was I was pretty young. Like I just graduated and I was pretty young and I really started diving into kind of what made me feel alive and and my personality type and kind of the things that i'm good at and decided that i wanted to like create a, a life around me that never felt like i was um that, that was really maximizing my skill set and who i was so um which I think that I, I really believe that that's how we're supposed to live. You know, there's there's um, not everybody is supposed to be an accountant or not everybody is supposed to be like super organized or not everybody is supposed, you know, we all have like these mm-hmm. very, very different roles and, and skill sets and gifts. And so the, the best and the most um, I would say, powerful thing that you can do in the world is to um, cultivate those those skill sets that you do have, or those, not even skill sets, those desires that you do have, um, because that's your medicine for the world. And so back to, that so that's kind of like, you know, a little roundabout way of saying, I really got into this journey of, um, I would say self-development, but really more self-discovery, you know? Okay, Alyssa, what what, what do you love doing? Like what, you know, and, and it's a process. It's like this evolution, I would say an evolution back to the core of you and who you are and what wakes you up and what gets you excited. And, um, and so, yes, I definitely did not come out of the womb, like just perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but I did come out of the womb with a strong desire to, uh, start businesses. I think, um, I always tell the story that one of my first businesses was selling potpourri door to door in an outfit that I had created. And it was Mm -hmm. six in the morning. And that in a nutshell is Alyssa, you know, like early riser, like starting businesses from nothing, like literally like picked flowers for potpourri and made these little satchels, you know, like very creative, um, very social was like happy to go, you know, in, in sell this potpourri at the crack of dawn, you know? Um, and then of course, wearing something, a, a piece of, Clothing that I had actually stayed up all night creating. So, um, so yeah, so that's that is Alyssa in a nutshell. It, it definitely took a little while to get back to that core because the world can, I mean, my experience what, of the world was that I had to, you know, go to college and get a good job and kind of go on this career ladder and make sure you have a 401k and make sure that you're like safe and, um, you know, and, and, and that kind of route, which, you know, it's interesting because now entrepreneurship, I still have a 401k. It's like, it's actually even better, you know, like, and I'm actually happy, you know, so, um, but, but I really had to, um, release kind of the expectations that the, and the, the, the expectations and almost the, uh, the programming that, that didn't actually align to my highest truth. So that's, um, and, you know, I'm, Uh, This is kind of a little long winded, but that a lot of that programming was actually some religious programming that I would say was, was really not in alignment with the the true nature of, you know, God or the universe. Like that's like, but, but there's, there was some programming in there that, that was really not, uh, that I had to kind of unlearn, uh, and so that I could really be me and be, be me in the world.
0: Yes. I love that so much. I have so many follow-up questions, which is great. Good thing we're on a podcast, but it's so interesting that you said religious program. Cause I talk about this all the time because my family is like Roman Catholic, like they're Italian and they're like mm-hmm. super, super Roman Catholic. And so I always talk about the idea of like, um, well, I always say like, fuck the concept of humble. Like, don't listen to Kendrick Lamar. Listen to me. Like, don't be humble. Sit down, like stand up and be loud about who you are. And, um, because when, when I was growing up, it was very much like, don't be super excited about yourself. Don't be super excited about what you're doing. Um, you have to give away everything that you have, like all this stuff or else you'll be smited. And those are the only options is like, you have to be miserable and you have to give everything away or be smited and be told that you're wrong. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that God is just this like very mean man in the sky, like waiting to, you know, like fuck you in some way. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, yeah. And, and it's interesting because I, you know, went to a very, very super Christian boarding school and there's like, I made such good friends there, but, but that was a lot of, even for me, like the role of a woman was really, um, was really hard for me. I've always been a supernatural leader. And so I didn't quite know how to be a, a female leader or be able to like speak out and use my voice and, and empower people, not, you know, yeah, I not be quiet, but actually speak and, and have good ideas. And wow, this sometimes, this, this makes me tear up sometimes because I, I see so much freedom for people and so much that's available that, um, in this, in this realm, because it's really, um, I just know for me, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that there's just no way that like, there's, there's God in the sky. That's just like waiting to like, you know, (laughs) like, like, you know, be mean or something. That's just not how life is set up at all. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, so, and I think actually a lot of people, um, resonate with this, you know, different religious backgrounds often have, you know, these, these rules that, um, that kind of like set you up for the way that life should be. Um, and, but then when you really get back to the journey of yourself, um, It's, it's a really, really powerful thing because I have found way more God just in, in like this evolution of life,
0: um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And I, I just resonate with that so much. And I always think like in my head, my version of God, like has always been like the Morgan Freeman God from yeah. like Bruce Almighty. Like that is just who I think Like that is yeah. number one. It's Morgan Freeman always in my yeah. life. Like that's just who it is. And it's just that concept of like, it's, it's the, like everything is always working out to help you. And like, that's why these things happen is like to help you to like reroute you to like, put you on the path that you're destined to be on, which is really cool. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I love the idea of like using your voice. Obviously I'm obsessed with that. It's like using your voice and just being hundred percent you. So for you, what was that transition of like feeling kind of like, is this really who I'm allowed to be? Like, this is who I am, but is this who I'm allowed to be to actually, what is your evolution to now feeling the freedom and the permission? Cause we were talking about before about you being shushed and if you want, you can like lead with that. But you were talking about how much healing you've had to go through to be like, okay, like, no, I'm not going to allow this to like shrink me down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, 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 I mean, we connected, we've connected on this about being too much and being afraid to be too much. And, mm-hmm. and I think that this is something as women, I, I notice that this resonates with a lot of the women that I talk with. Um, and you know, I think we're just afraid that, like, our desires are too much, our voice is too much, what we want is too much, what how we come across is too much, how loud we are, our emotions, like, all of this is just, like, too much, you know? Um, and so, you know, I just, I remember as a child, I was very, I'm, I mean, I'm exactly who I am now um, because I think the journey is back to that like, you know, that childlike person that you were, you know, like earliest memories of like, okay, who, what did you really love to do? And for me, I was wild. I was absolutely fucking wild. And, you know, very like risk taker, like loud, like would go up to any stranger and be like, hi, how are
0: you? You know, Uh, (laughs) same. I used to hold people's hands in the grocery store. And my mom literally tells the story all the time. She's like, I would have to hold you because my older brother would sit inside the buggy and be like, Danielle's making friends again. And my mom would like run run after me because I just hold people's hand and be like, hi, I'm Danny. Like, nice to meet you. Let's be friends. (laughs) Yep. That's I mean, that's pretty, yeah. That that would be, yeah, yep,
1: exactly. I incited a riot in second grade against, you know, my second grade teacher, and like literally just standing on the desk and we weren't doing anything. And I just was like crazy. Like, and and then and I think that I, I do remember my mom, I tell this story, my mom praise God praise the dear sweet Jesus Lord that like (laughs) my mom, you know, did some really good things. Right. And I remember she said early on, she goes, Alyssa, you have a very, very strong will. And one day that's going to be used for good. But right now I need you to put your shoes on. (laughs) And, you know, so I, I, I always knew that, you know, but I always knew that like, you know what, like it's okay to be a hundred percent who you are. Um, but, but the messages I know, like the messages I got were kind of like, I just was afraid. I was afraid. I like had, um, afraid to speak out. I didn't know if my ideas were good. I didn't know, you know, if people would like, trust me. I just like, there's like so much that I had to work through. And a lot of that like comes back to, I mean, honestly, so much healing, like, like, um, whoops like therapy and coaching, but also just, um, like, like really, uh, like energetic healing as well. Like unblocking, you know, even throat chakra Mm -hmm. with my throat. Like I remember being able to like ask to speak on in boardrooms, you know, um, in my marketing days and being like, I can barely talk because I'm so nervous and feeling like what I say is not going to, yeah, what I say, like they probably think I'm stupid. They pro- whatever, like all of that, and so to actually do some physical, like some physical healing, was really, really, really powerful. Um, and then also just that, like that, the layers of healing of like, well, why? What am I afraid of? You know, okay, I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm stupid. Okay, why? You know, and going back, like why am I worried about people thinking I'm stupid? Oh, because I was in a reading group in kindergarten where I needed extra help. And that made me that. And then I internalized that I was stupid. So then now here I am at 24, 25, like killing it at work and not being able to like talk because I think that I'm stupid. And, um, and so kind of going back to the root and healing that and being like, no, I wasn't stupid. I literally just like, I, you know, you know, it's interesting because I like actually go back into that like process of like what did happen in kindergarten. It wasn't even, I hated my kindergarten teacher. And so anytime it's like so funny, kind of like whatever. And I hated sa- sounding out like the words altogether. Cause I just was like, I remember thinking like, this is stupid. I'm not going to sound out the words altogether. Like, and so, so that's why I, so I got put in this reading group and I was like, wait, I can read. I don't understand. But at the time, like, you know, you kind of look at the time, I didn't know that and internalize that. So, and I think as humans, there's so many ways that we do this. You know, we like internalize certain things, um, certain experiences that happen. And then we make a decision based on that experience. And then that then becomes part of our identity when actually you can go back to the. The root be like wait is that my identity no I'm not stupid at all I'm mean, super 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 smart and maybe smart in a totally different way than you know than my sister who's a rocket scientist or my mom who's a financial planner like probably but I you know but I'm a different kind of smart so um so yeah so that's kind of like there's the mindset I think so to kind of to go back to your question and you it sounds like you can actually speak to this a lot but I actually did um you know some we had I had different like sound healing, different like different uh so and I use different modalities to you know to physically heal that and that was just you know different sound healing and different um different just exercises to lock, unlock that and honestly I don't even I don't even think about it anymore. It's like of course I'm gonna talk <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a service to the world to uh to use my voice actually and that and that really is probably one of the biggest things that, um, I talk to my clients about and I, and I just believe is that you being your radical authentic self is a service to the world and, um, and really helps to elevate everybody around you or, cause you just, you know, we all have those people that were like, Oh my gosh, you are so amazing. Um, and I can't believe you are or how loud you are or how you know, whatever it is. Um, when, when you are really living in your truth, it's, it's really powerful for everybody.
0: I literally just wrote down using your voice as a service to the world <laughs> <laughs> because that's going to be the quote for the episode, because I think that's a 110% it. And it's really cool. Cause I know you were um, like, Oh, you could probably speak to this on like a physical level, but it's really cool. Cause before we hit record, I was trying to tell you like, it's so fascinating what actually happens physically to your voice. And this is like me geeking out voice wise, but it's so interesting what happens to your voice on an emotional level. So a lot of people think, Oh, um, I've blown my voice or my, I've lost my voice or all these things like actual physically, or they'll have like content constipation is what I call it when they like, they're like, I have so many ideas and I don't know how to get into the world. And what it is, is like all this emotional tension. Like I always say any type of physical Vo- vocal tension is emotional tension because actually your vocal folds are just like two folds flapping in the wind of your breath. Like that's it. They literally have no emotional charge. They're just hanging out. But everything around the energy of our throat chakra is actually like your tongue muscle that actually goes along the front of your throat. That's like, if you hold tension or you quote, unquote, like bite your tongue or hold your tongue or hold your voice, you're going to feel so much tension there. And you're going to wonder like, why is my throat so sore? But really it's just your tongue because you're so scared to share what you are called to say. Or like, any type of emotional tension, actually you have like resonators around your body that line up with the energy centers of like the chakras. And those type of resonators are what gets your voice out into the world. So it's fascinating. And I think it's really powerful to note that you like did physical healing on that because it's so important. A lot of people think like, okay, I feel confident myself, but I still don't feel confident enough to like speak in front of my parents or or go speak up at a boardroom or go speak into a room filled with people in suits because instantly it's like, I'm so loud and outgoing and all this stuff. And then I walk into these rooms and all of a sudden I feel shut down. And a lot of kids will tell me, like, if I go in and teach at schools, I always have to say, it's okay to use your outside voice because that's what they know. They know that like outside I'm allowed to be myself inside. I'm not allowed to be myself. So when I teach people, a lot of people are like, um, go be louder, go project. And I'm like, no, because when you project, you're pushing through, This tension, and you're gonna blow your voice, and you're gonna blow your voice not because you gave yourself permission to actually speak, but you're gonna blow your voice because instead of actually dealing with the physical tension, you're just like pushing so hard. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you actually do damage to your vocal folds because your body already knows what to fucking do. Like, if someone ran across the street, you and you wanted them to be like, stop, there's a car there would be no physical tension at all because you just like so believe in what you're saying. So you could yell so loudly without even trying and you could stop that person from running across the street. If you walk in front of your parents and you're like, mom, I'm going to start a business. And you're like, "Um, I, um, ah, I, 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 and you have so much physical tension. It's like, that's way more an indication on where you're at. So that's so cool when like you were talking about how physically like you could feel it. And I think when we were talking about being shushed, I would love if you're open to share the story about you being shushed, but it's really interesting how when people shush you, it's actually like a physical scar. Like my old vocal, um, mentor in university taught me like something called shut up bullies. Cause it's like, when you're told to be quiet or you're told to shut up, it like acts as like a physical scar almost in your vocal folds. Yeah. So it's like, anytime that you are in that energetic space, your vote, your voice will automatically be like, uh Oh, not safe. Like, it's okay. Like we're going to retract and you're not going to be able to show up. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's
1: yeah, it's fascinating because, um, So I was at a concert on Friday and I was told to, I was talking to um, my date. It was so fun. We're having so much fun. I was talking to my date and then this girl turns around and goes, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, and you know, what's interesting. And I, I realized, Oh, I've been healed so much or I've healed so much because before that would have literally made me feel like about five feet tall or not even five inches tall because I am five feet tall but like, <laughs> I'm five feet tall um, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm five two, but I'm pretty short. So um but I you it would have made me feel like so small and so bad and like I would have like just wanted to just like curl into a little ball. Mm -hmm. But in this moment, I was like, I really didn't because I'm so, I know who I am. And I know that, you know, she was, that was what she could do in that moment to like, she was focused on the music and that's totally fine. Like it wasn't, it it really didn't bother me at all, which that's what I realized. Oh, I've healed this. Like I've really, really healed this. Like I'm, I'm loud and, uh, and vocal and, passionate and loving and those are good things Mm -hmm. um and so and somebody might need to shush me um or might feel the need to shush me and it doesn't actually I don't really care like (laughs) I don't actually care Mm -hmm. so um so so that was that healing oh look so that was that like moment of healing like Mm -hmm. for me in there um and which was really really powerful super powerful
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting because when people do shush and I um, go through this a lot because even I've had a lot of conversations with people in the acting industry too. And we talk about being shushed and because I work with a lot of artists when I do in residencies with in, in schools and stuff like that. Like I'm working with a bunch of artists from all different areas and it's fascinating to have so many people, primarily females feel like they're being shushed. And it's so funny because it's normally when they have a really great idea, they're super passionate. And this is why it's so traumatic for a lot of people is because it's when you're in your zone or when you're having so much fun, it's when you have full freedom that you normally kind of get like shush. And it's fascinating because from the other end, watching people be shushed, I'm like, whoa, okay. It actually has nothing to do with that person. And I went through a a circumstance when I was in my internship (laughs) at a company where like, I was shushed daily in different ways by my superior. And looking back at those times, I can like really actually go through and do my work right around reframing that idea and stuff because it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with that person trying to like physically constrict their surroundings because they didn't have the emotional capacity to actually deal with what they were feeling. Yep. That's exactly. Well, and then, and
1: people that are unleashed, it is, it's exactly, um, exactly what you said. Like people that are unleashed and actually don't need your validation are the most powerful people in the entire world. Let's be real Mm -hmm. honest. But, but it's exactly, exactly, exactly what you just said. It's like, but if you don't know how to deal with that, and if you're like, oh my gosh, this person is unlocked and unleashed and is here to change the world. And what does that mean? It's, it's an unsafe thing for, um, for that person or it can feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, I think I I have so much compassion for, like, I get it, you know, I really, really get it. And because, because really it, it just, it's, it's almost like a mirror back, like, Oh, what am I not dealing with? Or what am I not, what am I not speaking up about? Or what am I not living? Am I not living on purpose? Or am I not really, really intentional? And so, um, so it does, it takes, I mean, it takes all different types of people and all different types of healing to really allow people the space to be themselves and then to also be yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it, it's so so powerful. And if you're open to talking about this, I would love to hear a little bit more about like your evolution because you were speaking about how, um, before we hit record, you're talking about like you're going through a divorce, you're kind of on a hiatus. Or, or you have gone through divorce or, and you're kind of like in a hiatus on sharing and launching all that stuff. Like what has that evolution been for, like, like for you and what's that journey been like for you with things shifting and changing and going into like your next chapter? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, it, I just am so excited. Um, second of all, I don't think divorce is a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. I really have had to go through a lot of just this like heaviness around divorce and being like, Oh my gosh, like I am 31 and divorced. Like that is heavy, you know, or isn't heavy. it a weird thing that that's like
0: a taboo word or like a bad word? Yeah. Like, isn't that weird? Cause my, my family went through a divorce, like my family, everyone went through the divorce, but, um, my parents got divorced only like three or four years ago, but it's super weird how it's like a super taboo word with what, when, for me, from my perspective, I, I've told my parents countless times. I'm like, I am so happy that you guys went through that because now you guys are fully permission to be yourselves because the the way that they got together, it was like a different circumstance, but it was like, now I can see that they're both have full permission to be them and like find their people and stuff like that. So it's just fascinating to me that a lot of people see it as like a dirty word. Totally. So I was with my ex-husband for
1: 10 years, you know, we were married six years. So we had so much growth, so much beauty, you know, Mm -hmm. we learned how to be adults. We learned how to be humans together, like so so good so much. But I think about, um, three or four years ago, it started to become like, I started just rapidly shedding a lot of layers really fast. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, and because when you start on this path and when you get back to the journey to yourself, it's like all of a sudden you're, you're uncovering like all of these, yeah, beliefs that are almost like stick stuck into your like field that actually don't belong to you. So you get rid of those and you keep getting rid of those and you keep getting back to this core. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm, this is who I am. Like I, am I actually don't really have a lot of fear. Like I am pretty risk. Like I'm like pretty risky. And Mm -hmm. actually like, I really like do want to be really big. And I actually do really care about people. And I do like, like, so all these things, like, we're just really, really, um, this journey back to myself and that, and anytime you shift, um, the, you're the world around you shifts. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and my, my ex-husband is an amazing, amazing, amazing man, like such a great guy. Um, so caring, so supportive, just a really, really good person. Um, but I think I just kind of looked around and I said, I, I don't think that where I'm going is I, I don't think that he wants to go with me. And, um, and so not only, I don't think he has said like, he doesn't want to go there. (laughs) So, um, you know, and so, yeah, so we started that, um, the evolution out of marriage, as I call it, um, last year, almost a year ago. And, um, so we're officially, I mean, the, the divorce is done, um, you know, and, and it's been awesome. It's been really, really, really good. I mean, it's hard. I think it's, I think anytime when you're making these really, really huge life changes, it's not easy. You know, you really have to be okay to like let your entire world fall apart and I have built my life around being happy and fulfilled, um, and peaceful in my body, no matter what, no matter the circumstance and, um, and even expanding that capacity to, to receive expanding the capacity to process emotion and all of those things. And so that's, that has been my experience, um, um, with evolution out of marriage (laughs) and just, and really just allowing, um, allowing yourself to allow things to fall away. Um, even if that's what you think you should do, or the world is telling you to do, or, you know, whatever, um, to really trust your internal, uh, I mean, your internal guidance.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. What do you think has been your biggest breakthrough with all your success? Like, what do you think has been like the through line of everything that gets you from the next, like from this level to the next level, to the next level, to the next level?
1: Um, self-trust. So I think that, um, I mean, we you touched on it a little bit. I basically, for the last month, almost a month and a half, I um, paused on launching anything. I really, I mean, I have, I, I just looked around and I said, I actually need some time to heal and to process. And because for the last year and a half, I've just gone, 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 gone. gone. There was just a lot of stuff on my plate to just um, to, to go through. And I realized I need some, I need a lot of support right now and I need the time to heal and the space to, to almost recreate my internal self. Um, so that then I can, then I would say serve at a higher level and, um, yeah, yeah, serve at a higher level. So, um, so that's, I totally forgot. I, I kind of forgot the question,
0: but um, <laughs> <laughs> the through line of your success oh, and yeah, your self-trust. Yeah. Success,
1: yeah. Is, and so, and so I think that self-trust, even when it's scary and even when, you know, when I'm like a, a month and a half ago, when I'm like, I am not going to launch anything. I'm not going to launch anything. I'm not going to take on any new clients right now. I'm really like Right now is me time. That's really scary. Like I'm Mm -hmm. still human that has bills. I'm still, you know, (laughs) there's still, it's 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 um, that's still potentially a scary thing, um, but it has been the absolute best thing for me, and um, and so yeah, so self trust is absolutely the through line, and I think about this, you know man, I have so much to talk about self-trust because we have so much of like what we think is successful, quote unquote, or what we Mm -hmm. think, you know, like I said, my mom is a financial planner. And so she was like, and I remember, this is actually great. I remember she was like putting, you know, we were talking about money or something and she was putting my business into a little like, like this little like program that she has. And she's like, okay, so the max that your business can grow every year is 10% based on my program. And I was like, well, fuck your program. Then you need another program because my business has, has tripled every year. And, and I don't want like 10%. Are you kidding me? Like, like if I, if my business grew 10%, like that would, no, absolutely not. And so, and I think that like that self trust, like, like that, level of self-trust more than like, I'm trusting myself in my business more than, you know, that it's like financial planning, like whatever that, that is, that that's, I mean, that's important that those tools are really, really important, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think that if I were to listen to, yeah, if I were to listen to some other types of wisdom, I would, I would be selling myself short, trying to just grow my business 10% instead of, what do I actually want? And what do I think is possible? So I would say, um, so self-trust and that goes down to like even real estate, you know, like I remember last year I was like, oh, I need for sure. I'm selling this. And I didn't because I didn't, I, I, everybody was like, no, you're that's crazy. Alyssa. That's cr-. like, they are telling me, no, that's crazy. And now I'm to the point where it's like, you know what? but ultimately you're responsible for your decisions. And so I would much, much rather own my decision, even if it's the the wrong decision or quote unquote wrong decision and Mm -hmm. own it fully than to make a decision based on what I think somebody else is telling me what telling based on somebody else.
0: Oh, yes. And it's, it's so true. And um, I was actually talking in like my group earlier today where I was kind of going back through and because I'm like in the book writing process. So I'm like have to like travel back in time into like how I was feeling certain areas of my life, right? And so a couple of years ago, I I was like growing and growing and growing, and then I hit a standstill and I started to kind of like retreat. And I was like, what happened there? And now that I have the wisdom to like look back at it, I was thinking to it, I'm like, holy shit it was because I trusted myself, I trusted myself, I trusted myself. I was like not listening to my parents, not listening to people who like were outside of the industry that I actually wanted to grow in. Like I wasn't listening to all these ideas of the people that I saw in my direct circle of, that I grew right. up with. Right. And I stopped listening to him and I was growing. And then I started to doubt myself because I felt like I was going to get in trouble. Like I felt like a little kid yeah. that had gone too far outside like the boundaries and I was waiting to be punished. So I punished myself. And so I stopped trusting myself because I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, like I was waiting for something to go wrong, so I created an instance where things went wrong, and then I like shifted everything, and I went back into that self trust mode, and now it's like continuing to grow. And then I'm like doing all these other things, and, and it's really powerful. But I re- recognize that point where I'm like, holy shit! It's because I stopped trusting myself, and I started listening. I started listening to like my parents, or started listening to these things that I had been told for so many years that wasn't what I believed in, and it was all based on like people's, I always say like being realistic is a buzzkill because people's reality is like totally subjective to what they've been through. So it's like that program, for example, it's like that program is completely subjective to however many times and how it was created. And there was a human being coding it. And it's like all completely subjective on like, what is someone's reality and you just even saying like, fuck that, like, then you need a new program. Like, that's not how my life is going to be. But if you look to that and you're like, oh my God, you're right. And I actually grew too much, which means that I'm going to lose it. And oh my God, then everyone's right. And I'm wrong. And everything's a mistake. And now I'm going to go into like my layer of like having to go back and shrink and try not to get in trouble. Right. right. Then you would shoot yourself in the foot. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, and
1: I think too, I always think about the people that I really, really admire, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and again, this is, everybody has a different blueprint from, for success, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think about like Steve Jobs or Richard Branson or, you know, and do you think that they're really like going out in the world and being like, "Mm, you know what, I think I'm too much or, (laughs) um, or, Oh, I think that I need to not grow this, this much because this doesn't fit into your stupid fucking program. Like, absolutely not. And so, and really, and again, I, I say this so much, we really all have a different blueprint for success. And so, but I, that's the, that's the level, that's the success that I really resonate with. Um, you know, and so I, I, it's like, I owe it to myself and my life to just to go after it and to do it and to try. And, um, so I'm, I mean, that's kind of, that's my thought, you know, I, I will say, and, and it's interesting because I'm really what's happening in this, in this kind of the quiet time has really been, um, what's emerging is, is really, like I said, at the very beginning, this kind of level of business coaching or just, or I would, I call it kind of money multiplying or expansion. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, I realized, um, I was talking to a friend even last night at the beach or yesterday at the beach. And I was saying, you know, when I bought my first condo, I remember, Um, my CEO at the time being like, well, that's not really like real estate is, it's not really a good time to buy real estate right now. And this was in 2013. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was like, I was like, well, I just believe that this is the right thing. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just, I just have, I feel really good about this. And it was an investment condo and sure enough, it's, it has done very, 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 very well. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, um, I I just think about this. I I think about it all the time because even if it hadn't done well, I'd be like, well, that's what I want to do. So you just get to, you get to do
0: what feels the, the best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, period. I love that so much. Okay. I have another, I have a final question for you. Absolutely. It's going to be a big one (laughs) Ready? Okay. What do you believe is your legacy? Um, I know it's gonna be a big one. (laughs) I love this question so much. And I ask everyone it and I ask everyone in my life too of it because it's so powerful. Like, what do you identify as your legacy? Yeah,
1: I think I want it to just be she fucking did it. Period. (gasps) I Love that. Period. Period. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, um, you know, it's a name this gets kind of into some of the, the deeper like parts of me, but, mm. um, but yeah, I, I, she fucking did it. And, and I think one of the things that I, when I think about my legacy, I'm like, Oh man, I would love, I really, really would love to have a massive, a fucking massive park, um, w- wilderness, just like a portion of the wilderness that I have purchased. Um, you know, I, and so there's like things that are just underneath the legacy, you know, there's like, there's like these businesses. And I, I also, I love, one of the reasons why I love creating businesses because you actually create culture within like a business as a way to create culture and to actually cool. disseminate information and to disseminate, um, uh, uh, ways of being and ways of living life within a, I mean, a business is just basically a family. You're creating a, a kind of a structure for family and structure for life. So I, so there's like all these things that are kind of underneath that umbrella of, of she fucking did it. Um, so like for sure businesses, um, and for sure some, yeah, nature, nature conservation type of like, I just want wilderness, like, like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of protected, um, nature. Uh, so those are, those will probably, that's, that's the legacy. And then also just, I mean, kindness. You know, I, I, I just, I'm not willing to, I am successful and I continue to be successful, but the thing that I'm not willing to compromise is me being a human being in the world that is, um, kind and respectful of other humans. Um, I just don't think like, I think what's the point you're at the top and you're a fucking asshole, like not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, Granted, you know, people's perception of what, what assholes are is like also interesting, but, Mm -hmm. um, because, because having, knowing what you want and being, you know, selective and being very vocal about what you want, sometimes that can come across as assholey, but that's, that's almost different. Like I just, I, um, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I I just don't want to lose. I mean, I won't. I just, you know, I just (laughs) want, you know, I absolutely won't, but I, I just, I really want to maintain, um, you know, my sense of self and my, and just kindness, deep, deep compassion
0: for, for humans. Mm, I love that so much. And, um, I always say like your brand and your business is just like a vibrant expression of your soul. So I think it's so powerful that you're talking about like your legacy, like there's things that you want to do and even like creating culture. Like it's so Important and amazing. And that's why you can absolutely be it all, right? A lot of people love to compartmentalize themselves and say, like, if I have a styling business, I can't have a real estate business. Or if I have this, I can't be this. Or if I talk about um, being really powerful and, and strong as a female, then I also can't support different issues like indigenous issues or whatever. It's like, so many times people think, Well, I can't do it all because people aren't going to love all parts of me. And it's like, right. Fuck that. That's like totally a lie. You are fluid. You are literally made of water. You can be fluid in everything that you desire and everything that you love. And everyone will love you for the truth of who you are because it's just who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. It's <laughs> like, Hallelujah. Amen. There you go. <laughs>
0: Amen. Oh my God. I love it. If you could leave everyone with one thing, what would it be? And you fucking did it. And you fucking did it. I
1: love that <laughs> so much. Yeah. I think that's probably it. Just go do it. You know, like, and, and what's the worst that can happen? You know, you just, I, whenever there's like a fear, you know, I quit my job and then what? and then, and then, and then, and then, and then I have no money. Okay. And then what, and then what, you know, it's just like, you literally go back and just say like, you fucking did it. And, and the, the, the fear is never going to be, I mean, it's just never, what do I want to say about this? It's way better. I would much rather have said, oops, like maybe, oops, like I learned than then, oh my gosh, I was too fucking afraid to do what I actually wanted to do or what I was put on this planet to do. Mm. um so that's that's my parting thing
0: go fucking do it I love that so much thank you so much for being on the show I just love you and everything you stand for and just just you just fucking did it so everyone go follow (laughs) her (laughs) I'll put all your stuff below and it's like it's just so good though everyone needs to follow you Thank you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so amazing, Danny, Danny. I really, really, really appreciate this. And, um, and yeah, and I mean, you have all that, that information, definitely check it out. My name is Alyssa Williams. Um, and yeah, and I would love to come follow me and come, come work with me, come hang out with me. I'm like, you know, we have a lot of fun.
0: What is up friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of The Unleash Your Voice podcast. As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below so you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy juicy info where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life. Please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible. So we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, gators.